So, what's happening? What's happening? I generally come in at least 15 minutes late, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. I just stare at my desk, but it looks like I'm working. It's Stone's Daily Dose. Give me the maximum allowable human dosage. Available for download at 6 a.m. Figure out what will kill me and then back it off a little bit. When you say something, it's your word. It's something that you mean. It's something that you're, it's a value. And if you don't believe in it, you shouldn't endorse it. Weekdays at 6 a.m. at stoneonair.com. All right, everybody. What's going on? Brian Stone here with you. This is the most downloaded, the most easily accessible, and most listened to podcast in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I appreciate you finding the show. It is election week, November 7th, 2016. Kind of a new idea into the arsenal of the podcasting archives that I have. Kind of a short and sweet to the point pretty quick. Hit on the headlines, a little bit of commentary, and uh, move along. Not trying to, to, to dwell on anything for too long. Not to, to trying to drone on anything too long. Not trying to have too much drivel, just trying to get right to the point. Coming up today, I'll get you a rundown of all your NFL games from yesterday. Those damn Titans, those damn, god damn it, Titans. We'll get to them here in just a minute. Obama's campaigning for Hillary in uh, in Kissimmee, Florida. Mike Pence is in Hickory, North Carolina. And Trump's campaign manager, Kellyanne Conway. All audio coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Of course, the biggest news on a Sunday evening was James Comey of the FBI clears Hillary Rodham Clinton H hashtag HRC as she's known in the uh, social media world once again clearing her of any wrongdoing and so the Clinton campaign is really irate about this late developing email investigation about a week ago and now they're ecstatic that it's gone this way and so now the trump campaign can get back into oh well it was rigged what did we tell you we already told you all this and um it's going to be a wild 48 hours let's just say that i'll tell you about some of the cool stuff going on over the weekend that i enjoyed but one thing i didn't enjoy over the weekend was the end of daylight freaking savings time i've never understood why people love this time so much oh oh i get an extra hour of sleep hey i got an idea why don't you get two extra hours of sleep and just sleep longer? Just because the hour gets added to your night doesn't mean you get an extra hour of sleep. That's up to you how many hours you sleep in a night. And so now it's 6 o'clock and it's dark outside. And in two weeks from now to a month from now, it'll be dark at 5.30 in the afternoon. And in Central Time Zone, it's dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. So before you can even get out of your miserable day and get home from work on a regular 9 to 5, it's already dark. You know what happens when the sun goes down? For all intents and purposes, your day is over. For all intents, your day's over. Why are we expediting ending our day? Why do we need more sunshine at 6 a.m. than we do at 6 p.m.? For today's America, it doesn't make any sense. And to a lot of people, they don't even understand what they're arguing when they say, we need to get rid of daylight savings time. No, 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 no. We need to adapt daylight savings time 24-7. Never change it. Don't go back. What we're just out, what we just went to now is daylight, uh, is, excuse me, is, is Eastern Standard Time, Central Standard Time. That's what it always was. 
Changing it to the daylight saving was a more modern America thing. We just need to change it to daylight saving and be done with it. A quick history of daylight savings time from Time Magazine. It's time.com. Every spring, we turn our clocks an hour ahead. And in the fall, we turn them back. But why? The practice of daylight saving actually originates at the beginning of civilization. People adjusted their daily schedules depending on the sun, which meant that the workday varied in length. Fast forward to 1784. Benjamin Franklin published an essay in France, suggesting that rising earlier could help people save money on candles. More than 100 years later, George Vernon Hudson, a New Zealand astronomer, suggested a two-hour daylight saving shift. Then again, in 1907, British builder William Willett proposed advancing clocks by 80 minutes in four incremental steps. A daylight saving time wasn't formally implemented until World War I, when Germany attempted to drive down the demand for electrical lighting to divert more coal to the war. 31 other countries quickly followed with similar policies, seizing any opportunity to save money during the war. Daylight saving was repealed during peacetime, but was brought back during World War II and the 1973 oil embargo. Since then, various laws have made daylight saving time a standard practice across America. But states can opt out, as Arizona, Hawaii, and other American territories have. Yet despite all of daylight savings promises to reduce energy consumption and save money, there's little proof that it works. In 2008, researchers released a study on statewide energy consumption before and after Indiana adopted daylight saving time. The data shows that daylight saving actually led to a 1% overall rise in residential electricity. And that's not even the worst of it. Another 2008 study shows that daylight saving affects sleeping patterns that may be linked to an increase in heart attacks. Currently, daylight saving is implemented worldwide in over 70 countries. But as the evidence starts to pile up against the practice, daylight saving may just become another footnote in history. So be careful what you wish for, though. Be careful what you wish for, because we always say, oh, we got to get rid of this. No, no, no. We don't want to get rid of daylight saving. I might have got heart attack and all that stuff. I don't know if those that's true. We don't need that to go away. We just need to set the clock back in March or set it forward, I should say, and to be done with it. This is the Daily Dose for November 7th. 2016 earthquake in oklahoma in the city of cushing which is 50 miles northeast of oklahoma city a 5.0 on the richter scale for that area of the country actually not that big a deal it was felt as far as kansas city missouri and little rock arkansas as well i'll tell you a little bit about larry groan who wants to be your next mayor he says that the vri the violence reduction initiative put together by the mayor andy burke the current mayor in the neighborhood of three years ago or so is actually quote actually making crime worse talk more about that that's from saturday's times free press here in just a minute first a couple stops from the campaign as we are now just uh, less than 48 hours away current president obama sunday afternoon in kissimmee florida campaigning for hillary clinton americans of every party and every faith who know that we are stronger together. Doesn't matter whether you're young or old, men or women, black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, folks with disabilities, gay, straight, all of us are pledging allegiance to the red, white, and blue. All of us trying to make life better for our kids and our grandkids and generations to follow. 
And I will tell you there is only one candidate in this race who has devoted her life to lifting up that better America. And that's the next president of the United States, Hillary Clinton. That was at Kissimmee, Florida yesterday, President Obama campaigning for Hillary Clinton. Um, the big news yesterday was James Comey from the FBI for the second time now says, quote unquote, well, this is fake, quote unquote, but nothing to see here. That's not the actual quote, but you know where I'm coming from. Kellyanne Conway is the campaign manager for Don Trump. And if they think that why was the, the, the Clinton campaign so concerned with it to begin with, if this means nothing. Uh, and so I think that they just were way out of bounds in the vicious attack on Jim Comey because they didn't like the result. And look, we think that the FBI investigation was mishandled from the beginning. That's pretty obvious. So I don't think it changes what most people think about Hillary Clinton. Those who were defending her agreed with her that they had long ago made up their mind about the emails. But it also doesn't change the minds of lots of swing voters and independents who just aren't there, who just won't put her at 50 percent in any of these blue states where we now have them on the run. They're following our lead. That's Kellyanne Conway on Chris Matthews show Hardball on MSNBC. Now, I'm going to give you a reason why if you're a GOP supporter, which it clearly doesn't seem like many of their former supporters actually are anymore. But if you are, I'm going to tell you why Don Trump losing this presidential race is actually best for the party. Yesterday afternoon in Hickory, North Carolina, city I've been to, the Hickory Crawdads, single A baseball team there in North Carolina, one of my favorite states here in the South, and is a swing state. Mike Pence talking about the FBI closing this investigation. This is from CNN. While she was Secretary of State of the United States in charge of all the foreign policy of our country, she had a personal family foundation that took millions of dollars from foreign governments. And in between those two things, she had that private server. And apparently she had a private server to kind of keep out of our reach whatever was going on when she was Secretary of State and had a private foundation. The FBI last summer concluded that Hillary Clinton having classified documents on that private server was extremely careless. And I, and I guess today, I don't know if you heard, today they announced that they had not changed that conclusion. Well, you know, you know, mishandling classified information is a crime. Mike Pence in Hickory, North Carolina on Sunday afternoon. All this in response to James Comey of the FBI uh, clearing Hillary Clinton of any further wrongdoing on this second go round of, uh, of of the email scandal. I'm just going to say this real quick and then I'll move along, talk a couple things from the sporting world and some other things going on this weekend. Donald Trump losing this presidential race is going to be vital to the long-term health of the GOP. Manipulating 40 to 50 million people with its criminals, she's a crooked, She's she belongs in jail, Hillary for prison, 2016. All this to rile up a base who just, who's just pissed. They're just pissed off. You're just mad, angry people. The best thing for the GOP would be for Hillary to win this in 16 and the debt goes up and crime goes up and unemployment probably goes up and terrorist attacks go up and it just it becomes a wreck that if the party has any sense to them whatsoever, they can put together a better candidate 
that's a spliced version of a radical Trump and say somebody like a Marco Rubio who is just not doesn't have that loud voice, that bombastic kind of approach. You meld that together and in 2020, the White House is yours. But America can't think four days from now, let alone four months from now or, God forbid, four years from now. We work on intimidation, on fear, on, on, on terrifying a public that in the next two days, it's all going down. And I'm going to tell you what, you're going to s- snap your fingers in four years is going to be long gone. Just a couple more things here locally that, well, or at least regionally, that gas line down in Alabama, you know, that the ones that, again, intimidation, fears, fear mongering, scary, scare tactics. Oh, you better get gas. You're going to, it's going to cost all this money or it's going to, you're going to run out of gas. Yeah. Well, it's been fixed. And guess what? I got gas today. You know what it costs? A buck 89. Once again, let's, 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 let's scare the public. No, nothing to see here. Um, in as far as your gas supply to the Chattanooga area. Larry Grone on Saturday commenting on the uh, the VRI, the Violence Reduction Initiative. That's an Andy Burke program starting about three years ago, just shortly after he got into office as the mayoral campaign is beginning and will be into uh, the spring of 17 when that, when that race will conclude. He says that, quote, the VRA is actually making crime worse. He says that shootings are up 55% since 2014. These are quotes from the Times Free Press on Saturday. I am not a fan of our Mayor Andy Burke, but I can't say that I'm looking forward to a Larry Grone administration either. Wrapping up the Daily Dose for November 7th, 2016, as Daylight Savings Time is officially gone for the next four months. Taking a look at your NFL Sunday, those damn Titans when they play the San Diego Chargers. Titans had the ball, down one score, we're moving down, looking good, feel like we might tie this game, and then, of of course, this happened. Here comes Mariota. They need a good one on third down. Mariota in the gun, has time, fires, passes, intercepted, flowers, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown, San Diego Chargers. Brandon Flowers stepped in front of Kendall Wright and took it to the house. Kendall running an out route right at the sticks. Flowers read that the entire way. He looked like the intended receiver. He did. San Diego has been beating the Titans' ass in important games or non-important games for the better part of a decade, and I'm tired of it. Um, I'll be in Nashville this weekend for the Packers in town, and uh, regardless of whether the Titans are any good or not, I always enjoy spending time in the Mid-South at the Titans and Nissan Stadium. Other games across the NFL scoreboard from the uh, AFC South, the Jags lose. The Colts beat the Packers. Houston's on a bye, so that puts the Texans at 5-3 and three at first place in the division. Colts and Titans tied at 4-5. and five. Jags in last 2-6. and six. Other winners across the league, Lions, Dolphins, Panthers, Saints, and Giants are all winners on Sunday afternoon. Monday night football tonight on ESPN is the Buffalo Bills at the Seattle Seahawks. And that is all I got for you for the November 7th, 2016 edition of the Daily Dose. My name is Brian Stone. I did spend the weekend on Saturday with my dear friend um, Brad Steiner from Hits 96 as we canvassed North Chattanooga and went door to literally door to door. It was a little awkward because it's just not the way uh, 
our society works so well anymore. I mean, if you're knocking on my door, I'm I'm I'm, I'm wondering what the hell's going on over here. Why are you knocking on my door? But we went around and handed out pamphlets and bumper stickers and and buttons for uh, Melody Shikari, who is running for the third district here in uh, the uh, this side of Tennessee. It runs through Hamilton, uh, some of Bradley, some of Polk, and then it goes up north a little bit. But uh, Chuck Fleischman is that incumbent. It's it's Zach Womp's seat for 20 years, Marilyn Lloyd before that. Uh, Melody is a darling of a person, and uh, and and just a little bit of knowing her and her family over the course of the last three weeks to four weeks is I now consider a close personal friend. So if you weren't sure where to go in the third congressional district voting process, I encourage you to vote for Melody Shikari. And it was fun spending about five hours out on a on a gorgeous Saturday afternoon walking around and and uh, and 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 spreading democracy as we called it. Talk to you again tomorrow. The next time I talk to you, it will be election day. And that's a big time. And if you think it's going to be over Tuesday night, if you think all this mess we've been dealing with for a year just all of a sudden ends Tuesday, you're crazy. As always, there's truth out there. All you got to do is just dig through all the damn liars to figure out where it's at. Thank you for finding the podcast, the most listened to, downloaded, and easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. My name is Brian Stone. See ya. Bye. What if we're still doing this when we're 50? It would be nice to have that kind of job security. At stoneonair.com.